One of the main advantages of startups is speed. You execute quickly so you can grow faster than your competitors, and then you take the incumbents down, right? That's how the story goes. Well, unfortunately, going fast and executing quickly is a little harder when you're remote because you're not in the same room. You can't get together and whiteboard out a problem, right? Remote makes it a little slower, which really matters for a startup, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our new sponsor for forward-thinking founders, Sidekick. Sidekick is a hardware device that connects remote founders with an always-on video. With Sidekick, you just turn and you talk just as if you're sitting in the same room. It's great for teams that are working on something from scratch and are working all the time founding a company. Luckily, because you're a listener of forward-thinking founders, you get Sidekick for a discount, $5 off per device. So if you're interested in having an in-person feeling, in-person environment with your remote team, feel free to go to sidekick.video slash FTF to get $5 off a device per device. So you could save up to $20, $30, $40 a month by going to sidekick.video slash FTF. So if you're feeling the remote woes, you know where to go. Sidekick.video slash FTF. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Francesco and Fabrizio, who are the co-founders of Mailbrew. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Fine, thank you. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I'm doing great. You are, I'm very excited to have you on. I've heard about you for a few months, and I think you're building something super cool. So I'm looking forward to learning more about it and um, showing it to the audience, you know, getting them to learn more about it too. So for people that haven't heard of you, haven't seen any launches or anything, what is, uh, what is Mailbrew? So Mailbrew is a way for staying up to date on your favorite topics through email digest that we automatically generate based on your preference and send to you every day. Think of it as an improved RSS, which supports content from Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, Hacker News, and many more places. So let's talk about, I guess, on a high level, how it works. And let's use me as an example, because I, just like everyone, I'm drinking from the fire hose every day. I got all my newsletters, got Twitter, I'm just drinking from it. So how would I use Mailbrew and what way could I like help it, you know, help it like find the signal and all the noise? I guess, how does it work? Yeah, basically, uh, it starts with an onboarding. Uh, where users like you can uh, pick and choose their favorite sources and add them to this daily or weekly digest. 
so for example, you can choose your uh, favorite RSS feeds, uh, some YouTube channels, you can even add the Twitter digest so that you don't miss the tweets from your favorite people and stuff like that. We recently added even product hunt and also dev community and more sources. And so uh, during this onboarding and then in the editor that we created, uh, you, you add these sources, you add some customization and basically that's it. After this um, pretty friendly experience, you end up receiving uh, an email digest that is completely tailored to you. Uh, and it's like 100% tailored to you because uh, there are other newsletters that have some degrees of customization, but of course they don't really compare to something that from the ground up uh, as a user you can uh, build and, uh, and customize the experience. So this is pretty interesting because we're dealing with this problem in the world of too much information, too much like free information, and we're trying to like figure out what's real and what's not. We're trying to figure out what's good and what's not, et cetera. And you're kind of like in some ways solving the signal issue. Can you kind of, can one of you or both of you go into like why you decided to start this? When you started it, why you decided to start it, and a little bit of the origin story? Yeah. Um, so it was an iterative process, as it often is with products. We were trying to scratch our own itch, uh, initially with a much uh, um, smaller vision. Um, basically, we were wasting a ton of time on Reddit every day. This was almost a year, a year and a half ago. So in the in a first iteration of this product, uh, this was another product called Unreadit. And it was a set of pre-built newsletters that would send you the top posts from Reddit every day. Uh, it was 20, 30 newsletters. Uh, but users could not customize them. Um, so after building this, tons of users signed up, almost 10,000 of them, uh, receiving these newsletters every week. Um, the natural uh, uh, progression of this idea, uh, bringing it to its uh, uh, final extent, is uh, what, what Melbury is today, having this, uh, this completely customizable newsletter that is tailored to you, as Fabrizio was explaining before. Um, uh, so we wanted to make it about more than just Reddit uh, by expanding it to all the sources that are available on the internet. And uh, recently, we even enable, enabled uh, uh, other newsletters to be uh, received inside of Medbrew. So uh, uh, we, we want to, do, to add even more. And uh, we think we are pretty closer to this vision of having the definitive news app that you check and you tailor to your needs. Uh, this, is, uh, this is it. So I want to go into a little deeper into how it works. And I don't want to obviously unveil your special sauce or anything. So this is something that you don't want to go into. That's totally fine. But what I'm having a hard time like understanding is I'm looking on your website and you say you can round, you can like include product on launches, Reddit, Twitter, RSS feeds, YouTube, Hacker News, Google News, stocks. So let's, so let's say I want to include product hunt. Am I, is it just send me all product on launches? And if I also want to include Twitter, do I just pick certain accounts to a follow or is it, is it topic based? Or I guess like, how do you put together the, the email? How do you like per different channel? I don't know if that's a, that's a complicated question. I'm just having a hard time understanding like how it works with all these different channels. Yeah, no, actually that's a great question. And um, so basically there are two approaches to this problem and uh, some other companies, some, some other teams are tackling this. Uh, with the AI uh, or machine learning. So 
you say I'm interested in technology, venture capital or uh, investing, and then they do the work for you and they send you like 10 top links about this. And often the, the result, I mean, is, is not that great because it's still very hard for an algorithm to, to really understand what you're interested uh, in. Uh, so we took basically the, the other approach, a uh, completely different approach that is asking you specifically what you're interested in. Um, and so now uh, we, we do ask you what are your favorite topics, for example, when you sign up, but it's just to give you a set of um, uh, suggested uh, RSS feeds, YouTube channels, subreddits to pick from. But in the end, it's, uh, it's still about you. You decide what you want to, to, to choose and insert into digest. And, uh, and regarding how exactly all of this fits into the email digest, uh, it's also up to you, but we give some, some good defaults. So for example, when you, uh, when you add the Twitter as a source, so you say, okay, there are these 30, 40 people that, uh, that I really want to follow. I never want to miss their tweets. Uh, first of all, we suggest them to you. Uh, because we don't just show a list of all the people you follow, but we show a list of the people you, you most engage with. So uh, right there, we already uh, give you a nice selection. Then you can pick your favorite ones. And in, a, into, in, in the digest, basically, you'll find uh, 20, 30 tweets from these people and, and they're, they're the ones you want to miss, usually the most popular. But there's a good degree of, the, of customization there. So for example, if I really don't want to miss anything from Neville, for example, a classic example, I can, I can put his last tweet uh, at the beginning of my newsletter, for example, and I'll never miss that one. Maybe for other accounts, I, I just put them in one Twitter list and get a digest and, uh, and it's up to Mailbird to, to, to find the latest tweets. So there's a very high degree of customization and uh, we give some defaults to make sure that they just, of course, it's not overwhelming and has the, the right amount of content to, at least to begin with. And how do you um, technically bring in newsletters? Like I got, like I, right now I use Superhuman, like I kind of have a half solution. I, I use the email client Superhuman and anything that comes from Substack is just like in a little list. It's not great. It also doesn't cover anything not in Substack. In, can you kind of describe, uh, if I read five newsletters or 10 newsletters, how Mailbrew um, can kind of uh, allow me to read all of them in a single email? So what we do right now is uh, um, we receive these newsletters for, for you, uh, save them, and send them to you in your next digest. So you get, uh, at the top of your digest that you get in the morning, you get the all. The, the subjects of all the emails uh, that you received up, and, up until that point, plus with, with a short excerpt. You can, uh, you can decide to read them uh, there and by, by just opening them. And it's, uh, then uh, this experience is brought out to, to our web app. It's not just, uh, you, can, you don't read them in the email. You, you read it in, a, in our web app. And what we did was build this, uh, uh, feed-like uh, UI that uh, gives you a pretty relaxed experience reading all these newsletters. You, there are no red states, no uh, no archive. You just uh, read them uh, because most newsletters these days uh, you don't read all of them. You 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 do like in a in a relaxed, laid-back fashion. If you not, nothing bad happens if you miss one issue. And uh, if you're familiar with the Hey, uh, I think you do because everyone was talking about it uh, uh, during the last few weeks. Uh, we actually also took inspiration for that in a way. Uh, we really like the concept of the feed. 
so we, we started from that, but now we're, uh, we're already iterating pretty fast on these specific newsletters feed and we plan to add more features to the app so that the digest is not where the experience ends, but it's actually where the experience begins. So then you, you can go in, inside the app and read the newsletters there and maybe also enjoy other features that we've been planning to add uh, pretty soon. So obviously the newsletter world is blowing up right now, which is probably good for you guys. Um, we'd love to hear just kind of what, what's your daily activities look like? Obviously you don't have an average day, but we'll love to just, you know, for either of you or both of you, what are you spending your time on? Do you recruit, do you kind of recruit users? Are you building, fundraising, all of the above? What's a day in the life of a founder of this company? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Um, we are builders at art, so uh, our days are skewed <laughs> skew towards uh, building. Uh, but uh, these past few months, we have been busy acquiring users, uh, getting to uh, tackle growth, which is uh, the hardest problem, I think, for any startup, and even uh, fundraising. So <laughs> uh, we've been quite busy and away from the product. But uh, uh, we are still shipping new features uh, on a pretty regular basis, and I think that's uh, user are, users are taking note of this and uh, we are pretty happy with the response so far. Yeah, usually even when, we, when we, we're starting to focus on growth uh, or other areas and as Francesco said, even fundraising and we'll have more news about this uh, soon probably. Um, still we try to have at least half a day working on products. So even those days when we start, uh, like for example, now we, we're starting to experiment also with bad user acquisition and running some uh, campaigns. Uh, and it's not the area where we're very strong, so there's a lot to learn there. Uh, but usually uh, after lunch, uh, we start working side by side because sometimes we start the, the day remotely. Uh, and we, we're home and uh, more, more relaxed and then we, we go to the office in the afternoon. And then we usually jump back into the, the product. So we, we, we try to, to always keep moving uh, with, with the product as well. And one more question before we go to our final couple is, you're not really, when you say recruit users and like growing the company, you're not really looking for newsletter writers, right? You're looking for the readers because you don't work with, you, you're not onboarding newsletters and Twitter writers, tweet writers or whatever. You're bringing people that consume all of that, that want a filter. Can you kind of talk about, like you have on your website, let me pull it up. Um, um, now it's not, uh, here we go. You have on your website, your information diet um, and just kind of right now, there's this issue of too much information. Can one of you just kind of tell me your idea? Like, wh what is your information diet specifically for Mailbrew? And like, what's the why behind it? Like, why, why that phrasing? I think it's really interesting and timely for where we're at the world and right now. I'd just love to hear more about your information diet. Yes, uh, something that we, we saw uh, more and more times recently is users telling us, how Mailbrew impacted their routine. Uh, so there's um, like a big part of it is making Mailbrew part of your or daily uh, information routine, uh, let's call it that. Um, and so the goal is to, it's not just about unplugging because for many users actually a big part is like unplugging from feeds and unplugging from Twitter. So for example, instead of browsing all day, I just read the top tweets in my digest and I'm done. So that's a big part. Uh, but it's also about giving you meaningful information. So for example, we're founders and 
like content that we find we can find on uh, on reddit uh, like the entrepreneur subreddit for example or the startup subreddit and then some blogs like starter story from from patwals and so there are all these sources but it's really really hard to stay up to date with all of these things without a single place where to put all, all of this stuff so basically we build this for ourselves to have this one thing that helps us stay up to date on all of these topics and in the end makes us it makes us more efficient but also relaxed because we we're not really worried about what we're missing out or where we should read the news it's just one place we, we check everything there and it just works basically and another big difference compared to uh, what we did before which was basically uh, you get up uh, while having breakfast you check uh, countless apps um, uh, with algorithmic timelines and what we do different is that we allow you to uh, define your information diet so you uh, ac define exactly what you want to read and uh, from from which sources and this is uh, pretty important because uh, i think uh, algorithmic timelines have this uh, huge flow that they like al allow uh, outrage and uh, aid to, to to spread so it's um, I think it's a better model, uh, giving back you, uh, control to users in deciding uh, what they want to consume and when. And, and I really love the metaphor that a user uh, uh, told us uh, one time that for him, Milbrew is like a Zen garden. I really love this image that in the information landscape where it's all crazy fast and, and as Francesco said, also some hate creeps in sometimes and the, the outrage, etc. You create this small Zen garden of information where just the stuff that you really want to see goes into. And that's also why we want to add more features like filtering. So, you, so soon we want to let users, and they requested it a lot to, to be able to exclude some keywords. So you already have your selection sources and then you even filter out stuff that you don't want to see. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, the core proposition that, that we have. Definitely, yeah, that makes sense. And kind of looking out, you know, a long ways. Let's let's go. Let's go. Vision. You know, for ten years, twenty years from now, not twenty years, but like far, far away. What? What? How big could this get? And what will it look like when when it gets there? I guess, in other words, what is the vision for Mailbrew, and what could it look like in a while? So, um, what we want to do in Mailbrew is make it the def definitive news app, like an app for all the content you consume online. Uh, I think we are on our way to achieve that with already supporting tons of sources and recently we also added newsletters. Uh, another thing we want to tackle uh, later, uh, we are kind of like expanding to more and more services according to our needs. Another thing we want to tackle is the uh, read later uh, area of products um, because we often get these requests like uh, that users want to stumble upon a link, something interesting they want to uh, be reminded of later and uh, I think it's a perfect fit uh, for, for Mailbrew. So to summarize, like uh, uh, think of all the uh, information intake you have during the day. We want to be at the center of that and uh, uh, be the aggregator that you go to to consume all your content. And, and we've seen that easily there are like millions of people that could benefit from it. And like we know the type of guys they want to do a big series of, uh, of funding and maybe have hundreds of employees. Like we, we, we like the idea of being a small team. And now of course it's just the two of us. 
but we love the idea of hiring more people and be a small focus team that really wants to tackle this problem and fix this. So maybe a few years along the way, we, it might be more than the two of us, uh, really hope so, and uh, execute on this vision. So be really focused on this. And to make that vision happen, to bring it to life, you're gonna need some help. You know, you, you'll, you'll need some employee, maybe you'll need an employee, maybe you can do it all yourself, but maybe you'll need some team members. You'll definitely need users and customers maybe investors if you want to go down that route, but I'll guarantee you 100% you'll need help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my second and last question is how can the forward-thinking founders community help you? Are you hiring, fundraising, looking for users, and what ways can our listeners assist? I think one of the primary areas that we're now focusing on is growth. So any, any feedback or input or help uh, on growth can, can surely be, be helpful. Um, so that's one thing that we're really focusing on now and uh, probably sometime soon we, we get into hiring uh, maybe a few months along the way uh, but it will happen so that's also an area where we could totally use uh, some input yeah. and I also encourage uh, everyone to try Mailbrew um, because uh, we have seen that one in three people that sign up are actually uh, founders and uh, uh, technical people so I think there is a huge overlap and if you like this podcast you will probably <laughs> that's maybe a stretch but I think you will probably like uh, Mailbrew so try it to give us feedback we are continuously improving it so if someone wanted to give it a shot find you on the, the, the interwebs um, what's what's your URL are you on Twitter do you have an email how can people get in touch and try this out yeah, we are. Uh, uh, we have. Uh, we are uh, Mailbrew on Twitter, and we have. Uh, we, you can find us at uh, Mailbrew.com. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on to the podcast to talk about Mailbrew. Really interesting positioning in a crazy market right now, and uh, I, I totally see it. I see. I see. I see the vision, and I see it could potentially happen. So, best of luck making it happen, and we'll we'll all be watching as you do it. Hopefully, as users. So, have, thanks for coming on, and hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.